0: In sports, they say numbers never lie, but odds are they do. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and host Andrew Botwinick are about to go against the grain this week as we make our day to day picks. All views and opinions expressed in today's show do not reflect KZLX, KNWT, or Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Day to Day Picks. Andrew Botwinick, Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer here with you for the next 40 ish minutes, 38 to be exact. We're going to have our our What are the Odds segment, trade deadline episode. We're going to be talking about who's on the move, who's going to be staying put. And there's a lot of names that have been thrown out already. Name at the beginning of the season that we'll go ahead and start with is offensive lineman Trent Williams of Washington. Now, the trade deadline is next Tuesday. It's going to be on the 29th is a 3 o'clock Central time, 4 o'clock Eastern time is when that deadline is set in stone. Every deal must be made by then. We've already seen some of the deals come through. We've seen Emmanuel Sanders, Quandre Diggs, Garyon Conley, some of the, the bigger trades, if you will. Trent Williams has been a name that he's wanted to be traded since week one. And even in the preseason, Washington hasn't dealt him away, which is surprising if they are in, quote, tank mode. But new coach, interim coach, possibly we might see him on the move. Who, who are some of the teams that – He could be willing, they could be shipping him out too. And what would you get in return for a guy like Trent Williams? I think
1: the big one for Trent Williams, I would say the Browns are a great fit for him. They are in desperate need of offensive line help, especially at the tackle position. Uh, Baker Mayfield hasn't really been able to stay upright all year. And some other teams, you could say someone like the Chiefs who have had offensive line struggles the last few weeks, but I think getting Eric Fisher back will help them immensely um besides that i mean no team really is doesn't need help on the offensive line there's always there's always a little bit of help somebody you get um i think the seahawks could maybe use a little bit of help if they want to go all in this year uh the panthers are another team but yeah i think the big one is the browns i think they def- desperately need some offensive line help in order to win now
2: i think uh just to name one team that Brady didn't mention who they've already traded for an offensive lineman earlier in the year, the Texans got Laramie tonsil. And I think now you get Trent Williams, you know, really bolstered that offensive line for Deshaun Watson. So he doesn't have to run for his life every single snap of every single game. But I mean, like Brady said, every team could use offensive line help. I mean, I know the Cowboys, they have a good offensive line, but they've been hurt. They've had struggling. Uh, I don't think Jerry Jones would do that trade, but just another example of a team who couldn't use the help.
0: Another thing, too, with, with Williams is that once he does get traded, he's been very vocal about saying that he wants to sign a big deal. Otherwise, he's not going to stay there. So you're potentially in, in a Kawhi Leonard situation where you're you're on a, a rent-a-player type deal where it's you play for the rest of the season, you play well enough, you get a contract. If you don't play well enough, you apparently go to the Clippers and you sign a much bigger contract than what you were getting offered. So so we'll see um, kind of how that goes. I don't think that there's, there's going to be a lot of teams calling. I don't think there's going to be a lot of teams that the Washington Redskins answer the phone to, though, because they've been vocal about not trading him.
1: Yeah, I think that the um, – definitely – w- it would have been smart, really, before the season started to kind of let go of him or, and get him somewhere for some value, but the Redskins have been pretty adamant that they, they want to keep him around, and they're, they're trying to work out a new deal with him, but I just, I don't think that, I think they're kind of at a standstill, and I don't think it'll happen.
0: Yeah, and, and if you do, you, you kind of deal them out for some draft picks right before the deadline, just to say, okay, well, we got some draft picks, because obviously we're, we're tanking to do a little bit, or not necessarily, quote, tanking, but tanking you're trying to get a better draft pick you're trying to get your quarterback or your running back or any position that you need because the Redskins need a lot of positions um, you're going to need a lot of picks to get those positions filled Trent Williams you could probably get two third rounders potentially for him that might even be a little bit too much because of how old he is and he only has one year on his contract if you're not committed to, to signing him long term you probably won't trade two third rounders but that's about what I would have his value placed in. Is, is that fair? What would you guys have his value at?
1: I would. I mean, if, you, if you're if you a team that can get him a deal and you have that you have that cap space, I think you go anywhere, maybe up to a late first-round pick if you're one of the better teams, and especially if you want to win right now. I think that if you're kind of in the middle of the pack there, you kind of go with a second, second-ish-round pick. But if you're a team that you're going to be that one-year rental, I think a third-round pick is a, a good value for him.
2: I mean, yeah, trying took the words right out of my mouth. If you have the money to get him in the off-season, a first round is definitely worth giving up. Uh, but if you don't have that cap space and you just rent a, rent a player like Kawhi, you know, just send off a second or a third and just try to get what you can out of him for this season.
0: And we'll go now into the Atlanta yeah. Falcons. We talked about them earlier trading away Mohamed Sanu. There's some other guys on their defense that could be on the move. We'll see Vic Beasley Jr. being one of them, a guy that's kind of had some injuries in the past couple of years. Um, There's a couple of teams that that could be needing him potentially. Uh, You've got the Texans potentially needing a guy like an outside linebacker now that they don't have Jadavian Clowney. Fits fairly well with what they want to do play-wise. Hopefully he fits well in that Romeo Cornell 3-4 situational pass rusher type deal we'll see I, I think that's definitely a team that that could benefit from him is there any other team that I, obviously outside linebackers a very hot commodity in the nfl because he's that's your pass rusher everybody needs to have a pass rusher
2: yeah i think uh another team that needs linebacker help probably the chiefs you know reggie ragland anthony hitchens have not played the best and so get a guy like vic beasley into the chiefs and you know You get him around a good offense, you know. Take that would take some pressure off of him. Get him in a good situation, and also you'll help out the Chiefs' defense in that regard. I think the Chiefs could be a good spot for him.
1: And I think a team like, and I don't know if you can consider this team in buy mode. They could. They're got in between the Raiders. They're an in-between team. You you don't know if they're in buy or sell. Um, But they're they're a team that could use outside linebacker help. I mean, I believe do they still have Bruce Irvin? I think so. I believe yeah. so. And I mean, they could use a guy maybe on the other side of him and then get him get Vic Beasley in there to just kind of take over for him in a couple years. Another team I think is the Vikings. I mean, they ha- they have a solid defense. I, I but I've seen Anthony Barr a lot more in that edge rusher role this season when where I think that you'd rather have him maybe in coverage most of the time. So, I think the Vikings are a good spot for him if you want to win now or the Raiders potentially if they decide to go all out?
0: I think he would honestly be a good fit with the Raiders, and that's from an AFC West Chiefs fan. I think he would be a a good fit for what they want to do on defense. The sad thing is that Gruden doesn't like pass rushers, apparently, with Khalil Mack trading him away. He's probably not going to trade for a a pass rusher. But I, I think that's about what you'll say. I think his value is a little bit better than Trent Williams just because he's a little bit younger. There's a little bit more to work with there in terms of pass rushing. Obviously, a star franchise left tackle is going to pull in a lot of money, but an edge rusher is going to pull in even more money, especially if he's a good one like Vic Beasley. We'll go now to a pair of corners. We'll go ahead and categorize these guys together, Xavier Howard of the Dolphins and Patrick Peterson of the Cardinals. Both of these teams, one of these teams, the Cardinals, have said that they're not going to trade Patrick Peterson. Brian Flores and the Dolphins, they'll trade anybody, anybody that anybody wants. They'll say, hey, what are you asking? You want a first-rounder for him? Done. Deal. Take him. Savion Howard, I assume, has gotten calls about already for him but haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. They've got about a week left. And I think he's probably their highest guy in terms of trade value that they still have left aside from possibly Kenyon Drake. But is there any team that, that you can immediately think of that, that could immediately need the help of these guys and would probably offer a lot more? Well, honestly, any team would take a talent like Xavier Howard.
2: I mean, but I mean, just to name one, the Eagles really need secondary help. Their secondary has not looked good at all. I mean, the Cowboys uh, just threw all over them last week, and you know they were one of the front runners to get Jalen Ramsey. Didn't end up happening. He went to the Rams. So I think you know it really helped them if they could get Xavier Howard, and you know maybe possibly put them. You know, in a position where they can get ahead of the Cowboys in the division, where it's definitely one of those two teams uh, that's going to win. Maybe Xavier Howard is the one on that defense that gives them that push to be a better team.
1: You know, I think the fact that Xavier Howard still plays for the Dolphins is maybe points to the fact that they don't. They signed him to a seven-year deal and they really don't want they want him to play for the Dolphins for seven years. I, th- I think that that's what they want to do. So I don't think that and Howard will remove. I think he should. I think the Dolphins, I mean, it would be best for the Dolphins and and Howard. The Eagles, like you said, Sam, are a great fit for him. The Chiefs fan of I me mean, wants to say the Chiefs, but knows that that doesn't look like it's going to happen especially um, with
0: that cap that the kind of cap yeah. for that deal <clears throat> doesn't fit well with what the chiefs want to do plus uh, honestly last week against the broncos i know it was the broncos but fenton uh ward played a lot better ward is actually one of the top 10 corners in the past couple of weeks in terms of qbr when he's been thrown at i know that there's some obscure statistics that corners use to to value and grade themselves but Honestly, Traverius Ward has been playing like a top-ten corner the last couple of weeks, and I would honestly shy away from saying that the Chiefs even need a corner. I know a lot of people earlier – earlier, yes, a couple of weeks ago, Patrick Peterson was is the number one guy on a, on a Chiefs fan's wish list, but now it's almost towards what Sam was saying with an outside edge rusher and maybe an inside linebacker is probably the most need for the Chiefs, I would say.
1: And I think even, like, uh, a run-stuffing defensive tackle like Damon Harrison would be a good fit. I don't think the Lions are going to trade him away after they traded for him last year, but somebody like that. And another name, going back to the secondary here, another name that we didn't mention with Patrick Peterson and Xavier Howard is Chris Harris. I think that since the Broncos traded Emmanuel Sanders, it's pretty obvious they're kind of, like, in sell mode, trying to get some draft picks. I think Chris Harris is a name that could be on the move. Like I said, the Chiefs are a good fit, but don't think John Elway is going to trade him in the division. Um, The Eagles are just – that's actually who I had as a great fit for Chris Harris was the Eagles. I think that he would just fit in really well there with the secondary help that they need. But, yeah, I think Chris Harris is uh, another name that we can add to the list.
0: I, I think another guy, too, that I didn't even add, but similar situation, Vaughn Miller. Von Miller's a, a very hot commodity, and with the things that he's been able to do the last couple of seasons, he's probably going to be that piece that the Broncos have that's going to be offered the most amount of, of picks for or players potentially. You trade away Emmanuel Sanders, and, and it was a good deal for the 49ers, honestly, for both of these teams. They both market well from that. You, you've got, obviously, Chris Harris, as you mentioned earlier, Brady, Von Miller to that list. The defensive pieces. Obviously you have Bradley Chubb and he's hurt, so you can't trade for him, but I don't think they would mm-hmm. I don't think they trade away Bradley Chubb. But the good news if you're Broncos fans is if they do trade away Von Miller, you still have Bradley Chubb who's going to consistently be a Von Miller 2.0, if you will. Right. So I think he's definitely another guy that I would add to the list. We'll go now to the last guy that I have on our list and we can talk about anybody else too that, that might potentially be on the trade block coming in next Tuesday. A.J. Green is the last guy that I have. We talked about him earlier. I think they do work out a trade to send him somewhere just because he hasn't played yet. Low risk, high reward. If you're the Bengals, he hasn't played. You don't know if he will be able to play at the same level again. Trade him out, get something for him in return just in case.
1: And I have a couple teams actually under – AJ Green as great fits, and I think the Packers are a great fit for him. With Devonte Adams, haven't been playing in a few weeks, but even when you get Devonte Adams back, if you can pair him with AJ Green and hopefully a healthy AJ Green, that'll just be—I mean, that'll just make Aaron Rodgers' season a lot better. We were talking about earlier; he's having a great season with receivers that you may not heard of. Um, another team that I think would be a great fit, for, not only for this team for the Panthers, but I think for AJ Green and for DJ Moore and for Curtis Samuel, to I think having AJ Green there in front of them. To, I mean, they'll give them uh, less of the attention from the defense. Plus, it'll, I mean, help them for the future, having a guy like A.J. Green to learn from who's been just – I mean, he's been a little inconsistent in the NFL, in my opinion, but he's also he's still been a great receiver.
0: Well, And then there's been another guy that played for the the Panthers that was very inconsistent, similar tangibles to that, Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin played phenomenal the first year or two that he was there and kind of fizzled out. A.J. Green's a vetted – a vetted veteran, if that makes sense. Um, He's been in the NFL for a while now, and he's put up all pro numbers. He's been the number one guy when he's healthy at times. And having a guy like that with a Carolina team that already has Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Allen, who's finally starting to kind of come out and become his own quarterback, getting his own style of play down, having a guy like A.J. Green to say, oh, I'm about to get sacked, I can just throw it up to him real quick, that helps a lot.
2: Um, I think AJ Green. You know, you mentioned uh, the Packers who don't really have a lot of big name receivers. I think another team like that is the Seahawks. Uh, you know, give Russell Wilson another weapon and you know, get some pressure off of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And you know, they say they don't have to get open. You got AJ Green, and you know, that offensive line isn't that great. So if Russell Wilson's just running around trying to find somewhere to go with the ball, throw it up to AJ Green, and you know, there's probably a good chance he'll come down with it. And so yeah, I think the Seahawks are definitely, especially with the year Russell Wilson is having, that they should probably call the Bengals about AJ Green.
0: It's almost at the point now for that Seahawks team is if if Russell Wilson goes up to Pete Carroll and says, "I want AJ Green," he's like, "Okay, gonna make the call, gonna get him." Well, oh, you get have him to. You.
1: you have to if you're the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. I mean, that's your team right there. Yeah, that's your that's your franchise right now. That's your future. I mean. I think if whatever Russell Wilson wants, he should, I mean, he, sh- he can get right now.
0: Yeah, I think he definitely has <laughs> the most yeah. talking point in, in yeah. that Seattle Seahawks locker room there. Is there anybody immediately that comes to mind that, that you would say, okay, this guy's on the trade block and this could be a team that's going out to get him? Is there anybody that, that kind of draws your eye?
2: Uh, for me, I think one. Guy that we haven't mentioned who's not really, I mean, a big playmaker, but he's kind of shown out this year and he plays with Broncos. I think Cortland Sutton is another guy that, you know, Broncos, Broncos are in so mode. They could put, like, I know that there goes the rest of their receivers really, if they give away Cortland Sutton, so they probably won't, but I think that's a guy that teams make calls on because, you know, he could be a, a number two wide receiver and be really good and take some pressure off of a number one. Um, you know get him somewhere like maybe you know maybe Dallas or somewhere we take some pressure off Marty Cooper I know that Michael Gallup but he's having some injury issues so maybe that's just one potential spot I mean if uh, Jerry Jones said he wasn't really gonna make much many calls so you know probably won't see that and I don't see the Broncos trading Cortland Sutton, Sutton but that's a guy who probably are, is getting calls made on him.
0: And I think at that point too, it's almost it almost just has to be the same teams that would call on AJ Green mm-hmm. because Cortland Sutton is a, a similar build in, in terms of what AJ Green is, except he's younger, he's faster. They're gonna have to give up a lot more to get Cortland Sutton based off how he's played. But I think there there is potential there. Is there anybody Brady that, that you can think of immediately?
1: Yes, I actually have a couple tight ends in mind. I think a guy who's been he's been a good tight end and kind of had a, this team's had an abysmal season, but. Um, t- Austin Hooper. I think that he, uh, with the Will Disley injury from the from the, in Seattle, I think Seattle will be a great fit for a guy like Austin Hooper. Or my next guy, Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert's been injured the last few years, but and he hasn't really gotten the volume this year in Cincinnati. I think if you trade it, it's a you can get him if you're Seattle or even New Orleans. I think the Saints could use a tight end with Jared Cook uh, having some injury issues this year. Um, but I think Tyler Eifert or Austin Hooper is. Austin Hooper maybe would take a little bit more to get, I think. Tyler Eifert would be a low-risk option for either one of those teams where you could give up maybe a sixth or seventh-round pick and get a guy, get Tyler Eifert, and if he's great, then you you pulled off a big steal, and if he's not, well, you only gave up a seventh-round pick or whatever it was.
0: And I think and when you're talking about tight ends as well, you, you kind of almost have to throw in O.J. Howard's name. He was a guy that... Immediately to start the season, the Patriots made the call and said, what do you want for him? Whatever it is, we'll give it to you because we like what we see in him. Patriots, obviously, the the cream of the crop in terms of tight ends. They've had some pretty good names th- yeah, that have so. played for them the past couple of years, and and the Buccaneers didn't want to make that deal. But it might be time to put him back on the block. You mentioned some other good tight ends that I think could make some moves, especially when you have Seattle who with Will Disley, the amount of targets that he had, touchdowns that he had. And, and, and Russell then all of a sudden, loves his tight ends, and and then, and then all of the a sudden he's gone. He had Jimmy Graham in there uh, a couple of years that did some things there for them. I think he's actually is he no because he plays for the Packers now. Yeah. So I, for some reason I thought he was still there, but <laughs> no. Um, they need to have they're a team that needs to have a, a tight end that that is fairly viable, and I think OJ Howard is is one that's definitely at the top of the list for them potentially. And, and there's some other names as well that, that we haven't really gotten into, Melvin Gordon being one of them melvin gordon potentially being on the move just because the chargers have two running backs that are both really good and they have josh jackson who's also really good and i think melvin gordon potentially if a team wants to pay him that money they could trade him a, de- a team like detroit i know they have carry on johnson he's out for the year but there's potential that they could say well if we can get melvin gordon we really don't need carry on johnson
2: i think that i i think honestly After what they've done with Austin Eckler, just not give him any carries, I think if anyone's gonna get traded in that backfield it's gonna be Austin Eckler. And I think teams are probably making calls on him saying, Hey, you know, you have this really good running back who was being an MVP candidate when he was playing. Now you're not getting him touches, can you maybe possibly slide him our way? And you know, I don't know if the Chargers do it, but I think that uh, he's probably Melvin Gordon is probably gonna be traded, you know after Austin Eckler, if he is even traded at all.
1: And I think if you're the Chargers and you've seen Melvin Gordon come back for a couple of weeks and average just over two yards a carry, and you have a guy like Austin Eckler and even Justin Jackson right behind him, do you do you want to pay Melvin Gordon at the end of the season? I, I don't think so. And so why not unload him right now and get some value out of him, whether it's draft picks or young talent, whatever it is. And But I even think Austin Eckler for other teams might be a hotter commodity.
0: Oh, I'm sure Eckler will get the majority of the calls because everybody has seen what we've seen. Because we're we're not even professional analysts, and we're able to pick out that hmm. When you have a guy that's averaging two and a half yards a carry, and Austin Eckler, who was MVP numbers at, through week like five or six when he was replaced, I'm gonna make the call for the guy that's the backup <laughs> yeah. that was putting up MVP numbers. Uh, another guy that that we'll kind of get into before we talk about buying or selling of of teams. Marcus Mariota. We talked about him a little bit earlier. There are some teams that are in the the QB market need, per se, that aren't necessarily in tank mode, the Chicago Bears being one of them, potentially to replace Mitch Trubisky with a guy like Marcus Mariota. I don't think that that one's a little bit more of a long shot for me. I don't think that one's going to happen. But Marcus Mariota could be a guy that's on the move in a couple of weeks here, or not a couple of weeks because we have a couple of days before the deadline, but he could be seeing himself on the hot seat potentially being traded.
2: Yeah, Marcus Mariota uh, probably on the hot seat, and I think one team that you know maybe could get him as a backup role. I'd say Matt Moore doesn't do very well. I think the Chiefs maybe go out and get Marcus Mariota, maybe just for the time being until Pat gets back. Uh, you know, have have a sh- starting caliber as your backup, kind of like how the Saints have done with Teddy Bridgewater. And you bring Marcus Mariota into that situation where you have Tyreek Hill and Demarcus Robinson and all these good receivers. You know, you could you could definitely succeed in that role. Uh, do I think the Chiefs will do it? Probably not, but just uh, just one spot that I can
1: see him going. And I actually don't really see Marcus Mariota going anywhere for a starting role. I think that if the team trades for him, it's going to be to be that backup. In K- like the Eagles, they've had Nick Foles years past. If Carson Wentz goes down, I think they could be uh, for the for a low price, could be a potential landing spot. Um, the Redskins, they seem to not want to start Dwayne Haskins. So if they, if they want to maybe get rid of Case Keenum or put him on the bench and not start Colt McCoy, that he's a potential spot for him. But besides that, I, I don't think he goes anywhere in the AFC South. Um, the Bears, I would say, is a good fit, but I think Marcus Mariota maybe is just a little bit lesser version of Mr. Trubisky, as hard as that is to believe. But, yeah, I don't see a starting role for him in the NFL right now.
0: And and the thing is, is, there's really not a lot of teams that aren't tanking that need a quarterback. That's kind of a niche audience, and, like, the Bears fit that to a little bit of a, of a degree. And the only other team that I can think of that would not be in tank mode that could still use a quarterback are the Steelers. But that Marcus Mariota wouldn't fit well with what they're doing there in Pittsburgh, I don't think. So we'll go now into teams that are buying and selling. We'll, we'll start with the AFC. I think the Bills are are a team that will go in the AFC East. The Bills are probably a team that that are the most buying. The Patriots obviously making that Mohamed Sanu deal. I don't think that they're going to be making too many more deals. No, I think, I think they're team is almost bought. complete, <laughs> Yeah.
2: I mean, maybe they make another call for OJ Howard, but it's uh, you know the Buccaneers have kind of set on it not trading him, and so. I mean, the Bills are probably the only one out of that division uh, that are going to be making more calls.
1: And I think the Patriots are – what they've been doing with Josh Gordon the past couple of days has been a sign that, you know, maybe they're set at receiver, which is a spot where you think (coughs) that they could need some help, maybe just help out Tom Brady. Um, But I think with what they've been doing with Josh Gordon, the scenario he's been in, uh, that's – I think they're set there, and they're good. Maybe O.J. Howard, like you said, Sam, maybe they make a call for him or another tight end like Austin Hooper or somebody. But I think that the Patriots are a complete team and they're going to go with what they got.
0: I think so too, and I think that's why in the AFC East I only have the Bills being a buying team. In the AFC West, the Chiefs might make one or two calls, but I don't see them making too many to fill that because there's not really a whole lot of needs, maybe just middle linebacker. And this is just until, assuming injury, all the players that are injured come back. So, like, they're not going to be calling and making left tackle because Eric Fisher's back practicing. They're not going to be calling and making defensive line. Chris Jones is back at practice. I think the Raiders, Brady said it earlier, I think the Raiders are a team that they might need to make some moves to become a, a, a contender in that AFC because the AFC, aside from the divisional leaders, is kind of up for grabs. There's it's really not a open, whole lot yeah. of teams that are. The Bills are probably going to get a wild card spot. And aside from them, the Raiders are a game, half a game out from being a wild card team. Definitely.
2: Yeah, they they should make some calls. And, you know, we mentioned earlier that Vic Beasley seemed like a good fit for them. So maybe they call the Falcons and say, hey, what do you want for them? And, you know, maybe potentially getting another weapon on offense. Um, Maybe a guy like Cortland Sutton that I mentioned earlier, uh, maybe. Uh, so yeah. I think the Raiders are definitely
1: buying. And I think with if the Raiders do want to buy in and if they want to go all in and win this year, um, I think w- another weapon on offense, a true number one receiver is what they could use. Tyrell Williams has filled in as good as he could for what Antonio Brown left, but I think they could use a guy like A.J. Green. On that offense, somebody to take the attention away from Tyrell Williams and the other receivers, and I think that they have a good running back crew with Josh Jacobs, like you said, potential rookie of the year on offense. And but past that, they have Doug Martin, and I think that they could use another guy to maybe take the load off of Josh Jacobs, who can you know like a not not Austin Eckler, but somebody like in in that situation where he could just come in change change the pace a little
0: bit. And, yeah, I agree with that. I think AFC West, Raiders, and then AFC North, there's really not a whole lot of teams that would be in a buying market. The Ravens, they, they pretty much have already everybody, as Brady mentioned, they can go out and play anybody on any, any given night and stand a really good shot. The Browns, I don't think they really need to make any calls. They just aren't meshing well together. The offensive line would be about the only other thing that I could think of. But at the, at the same time, that that's not really necessarily a buying market. In, yeah, in, in my have, opinion.
2: Yeah, they have weapons. Like they, they don't need to go out and get a number one
1: receiver or get, get a running back. They just need to gel. They Maybe. just need to gel together. And that's what I said at the beginning of the season. I think that they need to come together as a team and, you know, pick it up. <laughs> like that. I mean, that's really where their slow start's been. I think Baker Mayfield needs to come back to last year where he was at, and then Odell needs to s- – Stop. I think he's been in the spotlight a little bit and hasn't been on the field as much, and I think that he needs to maybe bring his attention to the field.
0: And then in the AFC South, the Colts leading that division, they're probably not going to make too many calls because they traditionally don't. Mm -hmm. The Texans I could see making a couple of calls, getting one or two big components, but that's about the only other team that I could see in the AFC South making calls. Flip side, you look at who's selling in the AFC – Jets potentially selling sooner rather than later. uh, Leonard Williams being one of the biggest names. The Dolphins still in sell mode. They've been in sell mode for like two years. I think the Chargers potentially, if if they don't get players back. The big thing for me is that they've had players on IR the entire season. So that's probably why they're – I wouldn't put them in sell mode yet. The Broncos definitely are, though. The Bengals have been – the Steelers, if they don't win this week, they might try and make a, a couple of selling moves here right Ooh, before they the don't, deadline.
2: They'll win this week. They got to sell a lot of stuff, maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah. If they if they don't win this week and they and they lose to the Dolphins, yeah, uh, yeah. then
1: it's definitely sell mode. <laughs> definitely
0: sell mode. And then in the AFC South Titans would be about the only team that I could see potentially being in sell mode, and that's not necessarily selling house. It's just selling like one or two big bigger name players. You look at the NFC, we're going to speed through the NFC because there's really not a whole lot. Cowboys, as Sam mentioned, Jerry Jones doesn't really make a lot of calls. NFC West, you've got the 49ers. I don't think they're going to make any calls. The Seahawks might make one or two big calls. That's about it. That's about the only other team in the NFC West I could see. The Rams, they're not going to make any calls. They have their whole team set out just about. NFC North. I don't think the Packers are going to make too many calls. They might make in the same kind of situation as the Chiefs where they might make one call, get one big player coming in, and that's about all they'll do. I think that
1: if they can maybe get a big receiver or like another option for Aaron Rodgers to throw to, then they'll try to give what they want to give. But if it doesn't work out, then they're not worried.
0: That's kind of where I'm sitting at too. Aaron Rodgers has always had the ability to make players out of of no-name receivers. NFC South, Saints – they're sitting pretty high and mighty. The Panthers are about the only team in the NFC South that I could see making some I think they might even make the biggest moves right before the mm-hmm. deadline just because they're four and two. They're they're pushing for an NFC wildcard spot in an NFC that is extremely tough this year. So we'll see. Sellers wise in the NFC, Falcons definitely one of the the bigger teams. The Lions have already potentially started their their sellings in the works with Quandra Diggs. Um, The Cardinals potentially making one or two moves I could see. And then the Redskins. The Redskins, I don't think the Redskins are in sell mode, and and that's kind of just weird because they're 1-6. and Trent Williams has said since the beginning of the year he wants to get traded. He's not getting traded. I don't think he's going to sell. And besides
1: Trent Williams, I I don't think that they have much to sell. I I think on that defense maybe you have like Ryan Kerrigan, who you could give to a contender, um, or like Trent Williams like we talked about. But like you said, they they don't seem like they want to sell and for some reason i don't know but yeah definitely i definitely think that it should be
0: so once again the trade deadline coming up next tuesday october 29th that's going to be ended at three o'clock central time four o'clock eastern time that's why we've kind of been prepping about it because we won't have another show before the trade deadline so we're kind of getting everything out of the way now seeing how the week shapes up